It's Brunch with the Hollowells. Here's a quote from Sean. I wouldn't lend you an eraser, let alone power over reality. That's an amazing quote. I don't know who it is, though. This one comes from a, I guess you'd say warlock. This is from a comic book. This is from a character named Wiccan, who is one of the two sons of Scarlet Witch. Very cool. As soon as you said Wiccan, I was like, this is X-Men. Awesome. (laughs) That's cool. And I chose him because there's heavy rumors that we're going to get him within the MCU soon. Very cool. Okay, briefly talk about Wiccan. Who is this character? He's basically like um, Scarlet Witch has two kids. One is more like Quicksilver. One's more like her. So he has the the powers that she has. So he can basically bend reality. Um, he the way he does his spells is he just repeats a phrase over and over. Like I want to have blonde hair. I want to have blonde hair. I want to have blonde hair until it happens. <laughs> annoying but that's cool (laughs) he he sounds cool oh but i didn't mention he has a boyfriend oh nice very cool and we're gonna get his boyfriend in captain marvel 2 oh nice okay who is it his name's hulkling Hulkling. he's a uh, shape-shifting squirrel (laughs) all right (laughs) very cool well, yeah, hopefully I get to see him more. I don't really have a likeness in my head right now about um, who he is, but I have heard of him before. So, well, very cool. Thanks for bringing him up. All right, so this was a very important episode of Season 4. Let's just get right to it. Season 4, Episode 20, Long Live the Queen. The original air date was May 2nd, 2002. It was written by Krista Vernoff and directed by John Pear. Guest stars include Jeff Meek as Dane, Jamie Gomez as Greg Conroy, Rebecca Balding back again as Elise Rothman, and Debbie Morgan as The Seer. This episode scored 4.7 million viewers. We start the episode with Cole and Phoebe now rule the underworld from Cole's apartment as the source and queen of all evil. A meeting of high-level demons is in progress and Phoebe can't sleep with all the noise. Ironically, her reason for moving out of the manor was to find quiet. She wants some attention from Cole, but he's been in meetings almost constantly since his coronation. The seer comes in and uh, with some tonic for Phoebe, which is supposedly intended to strengthen her through the pregnancy. Phoebe doesn't understand why Piper, Paige, and Leo haven't accepted her decision to be with Cole, but the seer tells her that it is not in the nature of good to compromise. Phoebe walks in on the meeting to call Cole to bed. She vanquishes two demons with her new flamethrowing power, and the others shimmer away. So, who knew that the underworld was so corporate? These meetings that are carrying on in the apartment. (laughs) It makes sense, though, because, like, being in a corporate atmosphere is hell. It's terrible. So, of course, hell would be like that. It's just so organized. Like, you wonder if they have an accounting (laughs) department, you know, and some shit. But, um, 
the way that Phoebe was talking to the seer, you know, she's obviously super frustrated. She's yelling. She's, you know, out of patience. But she's also using her sort of role to sort of demean, quote unquote, the help, a.k.a. the seer, and her need and want um, of attention from her husband. You know, there was a line she said, you're excused. And... I mean, obviously, this is not the Phoebe that we know. Do you think that this is Phoebe and just her frustration with her husband and what's going on? Or do you believe this is all from the baby? I can't tell yet. I I think I would lean more on this being the influence of the baby. Mm -hmm. But I like the question that comes up throughout this episode, which I guess we talk about later, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she blames it on her hor- hormones, which is a, a definite, you know, s- reaction to being pregnant sometimes. And yes, it was used to be made funny and whatnot. But I mean, I also think she has every right to be frustrated at her husband, who's being very absentee in the marriage. I don't even think they got a honeymoon. It was just literally straight to business. But yeah, I I don't know. There were some things in here that I'm not going to really put on the baby's responsibility. I think this was somewhat of Phoebe. Right, yeah. I gave up my sisters for you, and all I get is this hellhole. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, Paige is looking through the Book of Shadows for some way to get Phoebe back. But Piper doesn't think there's a magical way out since Phoebe chose to be with Cole. They've made several attempts to sway Phoebe back to good with no success. Piper thinks Phoebe might attack them, so she makes potions just in case. Leo orbs in. He has word Phoebe is killing demons. Cole is holding a meeting at his apartment with his top lieutenant, Dane, and several other high-level demons. They are making plans to kill several innocents. Phoebe walks in and jokingly waves her hand as if to fry one of them. <laughs> she kisses... <laughs> right? That was so funny. <laughs> she kisses Cole and heads out. Cole follows her out. He isn't happy with her habit of vanquishing demons. It's making it harder to accept that their queen is a former charmed one. Phoebe promises not to vanquish any more demons and even goes as far to personally apologize to him. Or them, to them, sorry. However, in the process, she touches one and sees one of the innocents they've targeted. Greg Conroy. Killed by that demon. She pours the tonic into a potted plant and heads out. The plant starts to rot away. All right, so I just want to talk about some clothing that has conspired (laughs) throughout this uh, scene that Sean just read. First of all, I don't know if you remember, Sean, but Paige has on this sort of blouse, sort of sleeveless top, but in the middle of the garment is this sort of belt-like tie I have never in my life seen anything like this. At, like, any department store you've ever... I've never noticed something like this. What do you think of this look? Oh, it is interesting. I'm watching it right now, and I totally missed it when I was first watching the episode. Um, I don't know. I guess... I guess it's cute. <laughs> it's a literal <laughs> tie on a... I just... Man... I oh, just, you know what? She she just got up and moved towards the camera, and seeing it front on, I don't mind it. I think it's kind of cute. Okay, no fair. Um, 
I'm not making fun of it. It's just a very interesting way to <laughs> to design a top. But then, my God, when Phoebe comes home from getting her hair did and she got the new outfit looking good in some leather, I love this look. <laughs> yeah, she looks pretty hot. She's like back to old Phoebe. Yeah. All right, so, you know, again... Nothing has changed from the previous evening. She kills two demons. He's still having meetings in the house, no less. Couldn't they just go to the <laughs> underworld and do this? But we're dealing with a workaholic here. Um, what is your thoughts on workaholics? Um, I don't like them. They always seem like such like unhappy people. And you got to take some time for yourself and like have fun. Yeah, I've always been the type to balance work life and the people I know who don't balance their life they uh they always say like oh I don't have anybody close to me anymore I don't have any true friends and that's what I would rather have yeah yeah I've had my share of workaholics to be honest with you I've gone through some of them here in LA LA is the place where you know you get shit done and for the most part they're from the entertainment industry and there is no rest for the worry it's like you have to be on your game the entire time and that can definitely um put a hold on anything personal so i'm not in favor of workaholics at all i can't i have to turn my work off at 5 p.m otherwise i will go insane right but i love this so phoebe gets a premonition and Cole knew what was going on. He was like, uh-uh, woman, I know that look. And she was like, it was a cramp. Do not start with me. Don't even go there. <laughs> but I love how, like, quickly they were both on the defense. He knew what was going on. She knew he was thinking that. And she made sure he didn't find out. And I'm actually very surprised that she was able to even get the premonition to begin with. So this is what I think is interesting. She chooses Cole at the coronation. She chooses to be evil. She has evil in her. She has this evil power. Yet, she got a premonition, which from my understanding comes from the powers that be, from maybe the elders. Something is sending that premonition to her, or is it literally in her blood that she's getting them? Does that make sense? It's like, when you're evil, why are you still getting premonitions? Right, and I think that's a very good point, because um, we did say earlier that the elders were giving her the premonition so that she could take action. So I think that she's Darth Vader, and the elders are Luke Skywalker, and they're like, we still see good in you. Yeah, and also, you would think the power of three bond would break, which takes away their individual powers as well. But this choice that she's made didn't do that. So this is, I guess, more of a human choice rather than a magical one. I don't know. Do you see any shenanigans at all with how they're telling the story? Um, I think this question, this episode brings up a lot of really good questions around Phoebe. And I think it's building it up almost like a, uh, like, I remember when book six of Harry Potter came out, like, everybody was like, is Snape good or evil? And I think that's kind of what this episode is doing for me. So mm -hmm. the fact that you're bringing all this up, it kind of just 
takes my little is Phoebe good or evil the other way a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so after Phoebe hears that the demon Malik is indeed after Greg, she flames over to the manor. Piper throws a potion at her, but Phoebe disagrees disintegrates it with fire piper isn't interested in talking unless phoebe is ready to leave cole but Paige and leo want to let her talk phoebe mentions her premonition and piper thinks this may be a trap but Paige and leo think this may be their only chance to sway phoebe back to good so piper has made a choice that phoebe cannot be saved and that uh she was given all the chances to choose good. Do you think that this is true and that what we've seen in past episodes and how this has come out in this conclusion, do you feel that um, everything was done to persuade Phoebe? Um, Given what you know, try and be as unbiased as possible with your answer, but like, yeah, do do you kind of see where Piper's coming from? So far, I kind of don't. Um, they haven't really, in my eyes, they haven't done much because Phoebe just turned evil like the last episode, so I didn't really see the struggle so much. And even now, um, I don't buy her as very evil because, you know, she still made the choice to come warn her sisters to save someone. And I'm pretty sure Leo already brought it up too about how she's killed, you know, five demons already. So is that her just being angry and killing for the fun of it? Or is that her just working both sides? And it makes me think that she's struggling the way that um, Cole did, where the baby is her demon half and it takes control, but the Phoebe's coming out and still helping when it can. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. I, I do love the fact where she was like, I've never ignored a premonition and I'm not about to start now. I love that line. It's it's a little bit selfish in a way because she really doesn't understand at this point of the episode what she is doing and how harmful it is. But I do love the fact that she has convictions and, and she's sticking to what she's been doing for the last four years. So I really like that line. Mm-hmm. Piper, Paige, and Leo orb to an alley Phoebe saw in her premonition. Phoebe flames in ahead of them. Greg walks around the corner. Malik shimmers in behind him, but Piper freezes the scene. She raises her hands to blast Malik, but Phoebe nudges her and knocks the blast away from him and onto Greg's bike. Phoebe walks up to Malik, who kneels before her. To the dismay of her sisters and Leo, Phoebe merely orders him to leave. Phoebe doesn't want to kill demons anymore, but admits she missed her sisters and Leo. Piper tells Phoebe that her baby is corrupting her, and that they don't want her working with them as long as she's married to Cole. Leo tells her she must choose between good and evil, even if it means walking away from Cole. Phoebe flames away. Piper can't handle it anymore and walks away in disgust. She unfreezes Greg, who notices his missing bike. He goes back inside Page and Leo follow him. So uh, I like the effects um, as they are all um, appearing in the alley, uh, given their, you know, space in between each other, you know, for the special effects. But I do love how they all kind of orb in 
in their way and they're just like all positioned. It looked very like kind of like Power Rangers kind of or like Star Trek or just it just I don't know. I just like their entrance. I just thought it was very cool. But I also want to point out Mr. Greg Conroy here with his gray sweatpants bulging the shit out of himself when he walked out of this alley. Just to point out, we are in sweatpants season right now, and I am all for it. <laughs> when we're locked inside and can't go out and enjoy it. I know, right? But hey, <laughs> it's, it's all over social media, so <laughs> it's still alive and out there. But yeah, I don't know if you noticed, Sean, he was totally bulging in them pants. I was like, yay for Greg Conroy. <laughs> uh, so yeah. We go through this whole back and forth. Oh, are you good? Are you evil? Oh, let's go kill this demon. Let's handle this premonition. And Phoebe, all she had to do was just go there and be like, go away. It's like, really? You needed all of us to do this? But she admits she misses her sisters. So what do you think about this eternal struggle of hers as far as trying to play both sides? I want to save this demon because I promised Cole I wouldn't kill anymore. And I want to help my sister's out do you think it's possible to do both um no i think this one made it easy on her because cole's not directly going after this guy but eventually it's going to become more of a conflict you know he's going to get directly involved and then she'd have to make a choice in the moment between her sisters and him okay Fair enough. Let's look at it from a gay perspective. Cole <laughs> is your lover. Your family does not approve. Would you play this out the same way? Try and do both sides? Or would you have to make a choice? Oh, girl, I've been there. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and you're right. It is really hard. It, it does eventually get to that point where, you know, for me personally, I have a lot of guilt because I didn't talk to my dad for three months because I just got to a point where I didn't know how to handle it anymore. And luckily, over time, I learned that wasn't the best way. And I found different ways to, um, you know, help grow with him. And we've gotten to a point where I can bring my boyfriends around and he acknowledges that I'm gay. And he finally, <laughs> not too long ago, acknowledged that it's not a fucking choice. <laughs> We're just born <laughs> the way we are. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, it's tough, but yeah, it would eventually get in the way of her family. Uh, I haven't been in this exact situation, but yes, I did have to choose me over my family. And to the people who didn't agree with it uh, right out the gate. And I don't regret my decision at all. Uh, things have gotten a little bit better, but it took a very long time to even get to the stage that we're at right now, which is more on the positive side. But yes, um, this definitely is an example of what Phoebe is going through. And so I definitely understand her want and need to have both in her life. Um, it's really hard giving up, you know, the man that you love, you know, and yeah, so I totally get it. But daddy, I love him. <laughs> no. Have you lost your senses completely? <laughs> You're a mermaid. He's a human. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm, oh, You're welcome. I know, right? Jesus, so help me, Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Malik tells Cole that the Charmed Ones interfered with his attack on Greg, and Phoebe was with them. 
Cole suspectingly uh, suspecting him of disloyalty vanquishes him. At Dane's suggestion, Cole summons another demon, Rain, and sends him after Greg. So I was mad as balls when they took out Malik for obvious reasons, but <laughs> damn, what a right. shame. Like you have this devoted, loyal servant coming to you when he could have done all the above and you still took him out and bystanding witnesses. But do you understand why you did it? Yeah, because he didn't want anybody to know that Phoebe helped the sisters because then that's going to erode everybody's trust in her even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think that was warranted, like, as the source of all evil, as a leader, as the possibility for revolt? Do you think he had no choice? Um, I think he did not have a choice because stuff like that gets out. And if one person knows it and it does get out, then it's going to erode their trust in him too. And now he's going to have to fight to protect him and Phoebe while still trying to be in charge of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paige and Leo are keeping an eye on Greg at an AA meeting. He's attending with some of the juvenile offenders with whom he works. They've, they are uh, worried about Piper, and they still remember how crushed she was after Prue's death. Paige tells Leo to go talk to Piper while she watches Greg. Phoebe is continuing her advice column in spite of being queen of the underworld. However, her evil side creeps into her work. She's now suggesting such things as beating one's cheating husband with an office stapler. <laughs> um, that's, that's my stapler. Can I get my stapler, please? <laughs> Elise is not happy. Phoebe is about to throw fire at her when Cole arrives. He lectures Phoebe over her having saved Greg and warns her that he may face a coup if it appears they're playing both sides. Phoebe is contrite. Cole understands how Phoebe is struggling with dueling good and evil natures. He went through the same thing as Baptizar. However, he tells her she has to make a choice. Even if it means walking away from her sisters, they flame away. Yeah, so no matter good or evil, Phoebe, <laughs> you're fucking up. You got both sides telling you you need to make a choice. And yes, it's very understandable. Um, she made a choice to walk down that aisle with him, and yeah, she's going to have to deal with what comes with it. Uh, I love Elise. She has not one scared bone in her body. She stood there and stared Cole right in the face as you are blocking my way. Excuse me. I was like, yes, don't let this dude intimidate you. But how dare him, though? I would have had this fucker removed from my building and call the cops. My life's in danger. That was a very intimidating, like, blockage he pulled there. Right? Do you think he has a small dick? <laughs> oh no i just don't see it look at them hands look at those hands okay. no I, I i can't i i yeah i also think this is a really good conversation just as newlyweds um even without the magic and the supernatural stuff i loved their back and forth and trying to find this understanding of the choice that she made when choosing him and so yeah i mean aside from all that magic stuff this was a nice conversation 
Yeah, this is definitely, um, I can see an elevation in the writing. So I, I like the dialogue. I like the mystery that they have behind everything. Like, this season's everything, girl. <laughs> Leo finds Piper at P3 after closing time, drinking a bottle of whiskey. She feels responsible for Phoebe becoming the new queen of the underworld and is kicking herself for not listening to Paige's warnings that Cole had turned evil again. She believes that since she is the oldest sister now, she inherited Prue's old job of protecting the family, and letting Cole destroy Phoebe is proof in her failure. Leo admits that he didn't see the signs either and tries to buck Piper up, but Piper freezes him because she doesn't want a pep talk. Uh, she takes another sip and falls down from the chair um, and passing out. So Piper has finally realized what you and I have been saying this whole season. She is fucking up and she did not get the hint. She is not the person to come to with suspicions. Yes, we know that Paige is right the whole time, but it's like, this is what we've been talking about this whole time. Do you feel that she should be feeling like a failure? Like, you know, are we going to, you know, take back what we said about her earlier? Because it's actually really sad to see her actually admit it to herself. I'd rather be the one to do it. I don't want her doing it to herself. But should she take blame to what's happened? Um, I think it's warranted just because... Her trust in Phoebe has blinded her to all the things that Paige has been telling her this whole time. And, like, it's good that she's such a good sister and it's good that she trusts her sister so much. But at the same time, there does need to be doubt for anybody in your life. You know, if they're, if somebody's acting strange, we can't just, you know, make excuses for it all the time. Um, I think in some ways I have a family member who... Uh, I realized has an alcohol problem and I brought it to the attention of my dad and he kind of was like, oh no, that's, I'm talking about my mom. I'll just throw it out there. Yeah. Um, he just kind of, you know, threw it aside. Like, no, she, she doesn't. She's fine, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of pipered me. And then later on, he came back to me and was like, yeah, she's drinking a lot. I was like, I know. Every time I'm here, you know, she's throwing, you know, let's have this, let's have that. So we were able to help her before it became a problem. So I think if I didn't say anything or if I was like my dad and just kind of pushed it aside, I'd feel guilty if it got worse later. That's good that you said something. Thank you. Well, you know, not to treat alcoholism as a joke, I do kind of want to point out Drunk Piper here. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) I like Drunk Piper and her over and over and over and over he's like that word sounds weird now (laughs) and it does anytime that you look at a word or say a word for so long it does get distorted but i like Mm -hmm. drunk flavor do you remember um the show adventure time i didn't watch it but i know of the show yeah that happened in that too he's like fun fun Fun. <laughs> and he just kept saying it over and over. He's like, that's a funny word, fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just always think of, um, God, I can't remember. I think it was Black Sheep where <laughs> they got high off fumes in a room and they were like, and David Spade couldn't say roads. And he kept saying Ruads. 
Rhodes. <laughs> Rhodes. <laughs> he couldn't say road. <laughs> it was the funny. It was actually because they got pulled over and like this gas like tank like got loose or something in the backseat of the car or whatever. Like, yeah. So he couldn't say Rhodes. It was so funny. <laughs> Paige follows Greg out of the meeting just as Rame shimmers in. He throws a light dart at Greg, but Paige knocks Greg out of the way. The demon throws another light dart and hits Greg on the shoulder. Rame is about to finish Greg off with an athame, but Paige orbs it out of his hand. Such a badass. I know. And throws it back at him. I love when she I love when she calls out for stuff. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. And she always just looks so cool doing it, too. Yeah. yeah. Get it, girl. And she vanquishes him. Paige orbs to P3 to find Piper passed out, fell asleep drunk, and Leo frozen. While Leo heals Greg, Paige revives Piper. The seer walks in with more tonic for Phoebe, but Phoebe notices the plant in her room is completely dead. The seer admits the tonic was not only meant to strengthen the baby, but destroy Phoebe's good side and turn her completely evil. So, Sean, I don't know if this was going through your head while you were watching the episode. Did you have any doubt or suspicion or wonder about what the tonic was doing to her? Um, I guess I didn't really think about it. I noticed it was happening, um, but I didn't really dwell on it. So it makes sense that that's what it's doing to her. I should have seen the writing on the wall because no good can come from this drink. But, um, <laughs> you like well, that? I mean, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Don't start. Um, <laughs> with the plant dying in the earlier scene, you know, obviously whatever she's drinking is not healthy or whatnot. So I don't know if she was trying to slowly poison her or whatever the case. But, um, knowing what it is now, what do you think of this revelation? Like, is it, do you think, like it was wrong of her to do this or did she have a point on forcing her to drink the the good out of her um no this is exactly what the seer wants she wants to make that baby as strong as possible and for her phoebe's in the way because cole's in love with phoebe and phoebe's going to be the queen but girl there's only room for one queen (laughs) and the seer's got that beautiful roby cloak thing that she never washes so (laughs) she wants to be on top of it right right so in the underworld a council of demons led by dane summons cole to the underworld they have heard that phoebe saved greg hmm i wonder how they heard that so he kills beautiful malik and the other demon guard, but spares Dane because he can be trusted. And look who started a meeting. Like, bullshit. Bullshit. I hate that. Uh, Cole is, assures... Assu- Lord. Cole assures <laughs> them that the power of three no longer functions, and Phoebe's behavior is simply the result of a hormonal fits from her pregnancy. Dane suggests that Cole take out Greg himself for morale. Paige is helping Piper recover from uh, from her hangover. Paige still thinks that Phoebe can be saved, but Piper thinks that she loves Cole too much to vanquish him. Paige theorizes, however, that if they force Phoebe to choose between vanquishing Cole and letting her sisters die, she will choose to side with her sisters. 
So this is a magical ultimatum. What do you think about this type of ultimatum? Is this something that Phoebe should be put to the test, given her trying to play both sides? Um, I don't know. Ultimatums <laughs> never go well. Um, I guess she has a point. Like I think Phoebe would ultimately choose her sisters over Cole, but it's a dangerous card to play because at the same time, especially with the baby still in her, I feel like um, if she chooses Cole over the sisters, she's powerful, especially with the demon powers, so it can go equally as bad for them. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of ultimatums either, and I cannot be that positive that um, it would have worked, to be honest. I mean, it's a very risky thing to do. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, do you think there could have been any other way? No, I don't think it's a point of no return. I think the hardest thing with things like this is they just have to go for, like, the long game here and slowly turn her back. I think it's, it's just like any type of like addiction um, where if you just throw it in their face and be like, you know, stop drinking, stop doing drugs, like, or stop seeing this person, they're going to want to do it more because, you know, people don't like to be told what to do, but if slowly over time, they slowly, you know, rode this evil and show her that they care and do everything they can to, bring her back to them, then it's going to stick and it's going to be more worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So just then Phoebe walks into the manor and offers to help vanquish Cole. She knows that Cole is after Greg personally, and she suggests using Greg as bait with Leo orbing him away at the last moment. Um, when Leo orbs in with Greg, Phoebe morphs into Cole and kills him with a fireball. Sean, did you happen to catch this trickery of shape-shifting? No, I didn't catch it. I didn't know until he shape-shifted that it was him. So Leo definitely didn't fool you, but this Phoebe did. It's mm -hmm. interesting. I think she was <laughs> using a lot of the Phoebe language, though, um, to fool anybody. I, I definitely don't remember uh, figuring it out before it happened, but very clever. He was sent to do a job, mm -hmm. and that's what he did. Cole flames back to his apartment to find Phoebe writing a goodbye letter to him. She tells him she's written a goodbye letter to her sisters as well, but doesn't know which one to send. Cole admits ordering the seer to brew up the tonic. He wanted to spare her the pain he'd endured for a year and a half. Phoebe is upset, but still can't bring herself to choose between Cole and her sisters. Cole warns her that if he's overthrown, his successor will almost certainly kill Piper and Paige. Cole offers Phoebe a glass of the tonic, and Phoebe drinks, drinking that, or thinking, thinking, thinking that Phoebe has chosen to be with him. Cole admits to having killed Greg. Phoebe panics, knowing that her sisters are going to come after Cole. She runs into the bathroom and throws up the tonic. Gross. 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 Okay. So, I'm Team Phoebe on this one. Phoebe points out, "You should have told me about the tonic." You should have trusted me that I would stay by your side and I didn't need any liquid courage to do so. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Right. I'm a thousand percent with her, too. Uh, if I found out somebody was pulling something like this in whatever form it would, you know, take in real life, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> I'd leave. I wouldn't even think about it. So she's Cole's lucky he even gave her the consideration of staying. 
Well, I mean, talk about hypocritical actions. This is exactly the behavior that the seer was pulling on Cole to begin with. So, you know, if anybody should understand not to pull triggery this way, it should be him. But he totally now is just falling suit to exactly what the seer's doing. Mm-hmm. So Leo, Leo, Piper, and Paige orb into the apartment. Piper blows Cole up. And while his body's molecules try to come back together, Paige starts to set up the crystal cage around him. Okay, so I'm going to call shenanigans on this, and I know for dramatic effect it needed to be done this way, but there was a time earlier in the season where Paige called for the crystals, she pointed to the circle, and they formed by themselves. She did not have to put one down one by one around Cole, so shenanigans. (laughs) you call it girl (laughs) Cole's body reconstitutes and he throws Paige against the wall which sends the last crystal crystal in another direction while Leo heals Paige Piper blows Cole up again and calls to Phoebe for help in the bathroom Phoebe quickly begs for forgiveness and comes out of the bathroom just as Cole's body reconstitutes for a second time Cole raises a fireball and is about to throw it at Piper, Paige, and Leo. Phoebe picks up the crystal, and Cole tells Phoebe that killing her sisters and Leo is for the best. The two kiss, and Phoebe places the last crystal in the circle, activating the cage. All right, Sean, so try your best. What were you thinking up to this point? Her coming out of the bathroom, her holding the crystal, her going up, next to him like what was going on what did you think was happening or was it like obvious um yeah i think i figured since she had the crystal that she'd help her sisters against cole in this moment Mm -hmm. um this was a very dramatic scene and you know just the atmosphere in the room the lighting the sort of darkness notice how um with the fireplace, the bathroom light, everything, the light was kind of on the charm one side while he was on this sort of dark side of the room. As Phoebe collapses into Piper and Paige's arms, Piper starts the vanquishing spell Phoebe wrote. Phoebe continues through Cole, still saying he still loves her and always will which I thought is a very surprising, well, not surprising that he would say that, but he didn't seem as pissed. He just was like, damn it. (laughs) But he really did love her, you know? Yeah, that was sweet and sad. Phoebe helps finish the spell, crying through most of it, and Cole is vanquished. Phoebe breaks down in the middle of the room. Did you think that Cole was going to be vanquished this episode? I never would have guessed that he would be, and part of me kind of wonders if he really is, because it feels like this would be like an anticlimactic way to take him out of the picture. Okay, fair enough. Are you okay with how things happened? Cole being gone, having it done this way? Um, if he is, then I trust that the show's going to find an interesting way to make it worth it. Because um, what I would guess is that the source 
like we said earlier, would move on to somebody else, like maybe the seer, and the show would keep being interesting that way. Well, I just want to say that I love this scene so much. I was feeling Phoebe the whole time as she needed to say her goodbye. And just the action scene, and, you know, I, I just thought it was a really played out scene. The next day, Piper stands at the base of the stairs and talks to Leo about Phoebe. Paige comes in and asks how long Piper has been standing there. She suggests that they go upstairs to see Phoebe. In her room, Phoebe is lying in her bed, still crying over Cole. Piper and Paige lie down with her to comfort her. I really, really, really love that this episode ended with this scene. It is a reminder that this show is about the sisterhood of these three women. And I just like how everything was played out. You had Piper and Paige giving her her space. Uh, we also didn't see the sisters, you know, I told you so, I told you so, or give her grief about being sad over Cole. You know, yes, he was evil, the source of all evil, but she still was married to the man and have been with him for years. And I like that when they come in, their main goal isn't to try and perk her up, make her feel better they allowed her to feel the feelings that she's that she's having and without saying a word they give her the best thing and that's just to comfort her from you know from all angles <laughs> and I, I just like how they're just laying next to her and they're just allowing her to cry it out and and that sometimes you don't necessarily need to say anything to make anyone feel better you just need to be there and yes they didn't like Cole but they do love Phoebe, and I, I don't know, I just really love this scene. Yeah, this whole episode was really good. Yeah, yeah, so tell us, tell everybody what you thought. Um, it's definitely worth the wait. We got so much story. We got uh, potentially the end of Cole, which I'm excited to see what that means for the Charmed verse. And um, I like the questions that it raises in Phoebe, you know, is she going to be pushed over the edge by Cole's death? Like, how much influence does the baby have in her, and how much will it have outside of her? How will the baby be? So I'm excited to see where this all goes. All right, all right. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Jono, and if you love brunch with the Halliwells as I do, then Henny, you need to listen to my podcast too, called Desperately Seeking. So each episode, I spill the tea with my friends on the most recent dates that I've been on, and I'm trying to learn from my many mistakes to hopefully find Mr. Right, my very first boyfriend. So if you want to laugh along with me, then just download Desperately Seeking wherever you get your podcasts. So a couple of notes from this episode. Uh, this storyline was supposed to be the storyline to start off season five. Back when Charmed and Dangerous was aired, that technically was supposed to be the season four finale. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that the show would have paid off better doing it that way? Or do you like how it came out today? Um, it's hard to say. So far, I like the way it turned out. Um, I guess without knowing where it goes from here, like, it's hard to say if there's a good lead-in to start something new from here. That's true. That's true. Uh, this episode marks the second time that the source is vanquished and, uh, the first for Cole Turner. This is the, uh, fifth episode in which Phoebe is evil. 
It is also the closest that a charmed one has come to killing an innocent. As Phoebe came really close to killing Elise with her fire-throwing power in her office. Wow. The female innocent hologram of Allison Witt is Krista Vernoff. If you remember her name from earlier, she is the writer of this episode. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, the title is a reference to the proclamation, The King is Dead, Long Live the King. Commonly used when one monarch dies and another takes the throne. All right, Sean, after a draining episode of sadness and despair, let's lighten things up a, get, a bit and judge some men. It's time for Hot Man Meter. Woohoo! All right, we have quite the list today as we had a boardroom filled with hotties. <laughs> Let's start with our backstabbing Judas Dane, played by Jeff Meek. Does this asshole make your top 10? <laughs> he does not, Rob, because he's a jerk. Screw him. Hate him. Fucking Dane. No Dane for me. How about... um? gray sweatpants wearing Greg Conroy played by Jamie Gomez does this hottie make your top 10 list you know when he walked into the alleyway I was like "Mm, look at him to Anthony but on a closer (laughs) inspection he wasn't good enough to make my list though very good analysis I will have to agree with that I think he's a very good looking man just not something to puncture my top 10 list so yeah I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to pass on him as well but yes keep wearing them sweatpants you'll make it one day <laughs> mm-hmm. all right okay so do you remember what uh what men want and the invisible man you remember the black dude from there um Aldous Aldous Hodge Oh, he was the the dad who she was staying with in Invisible Man. Yes, exactly. Okay. He was oh, in this episode. I did not see him. I didn't see him either, but they've got him in here named Trey. And, you know, when I was making notes for this episode, I was like, oh, I have to look out for him because I don't remember him in this episode. Oh, my God. He was at the AA meeting. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is funny. Now, this is somebody that I have grown fond of since um, Black Mirror. This man is fine. He is fine. He had um, a little bit of longer hair. It looked like he had braids. Uh, Sean, (laughs) I know you know who this man is, but I don't know if you remember his specific look in the show. But does this man make your top ten list? You know, if we were doing hot man meter for Invisible Man or for What Women Want, I would say yes, and he'd go pretty high on my list. But judging from this episode, I'm going to pass. I am going to have to pass too, and I really don't want to. I wasn't digging the look in this one, and maybe it was like judgment towards alcohol licks who apparently can't look good while they do it. But they did not do him a justice in this episode, so I'm going to have to pass. But very cool that he was on Charm, though. Oh my god, Rob, I found him. He looks so different. <laughs> I know, doesn't he? 
Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right. Um, then we have David Heckel, who was Seedy Demon, and I'm assuming he was the one sort of speaking a lot in the board meetings. I don't know if you remember him, Sean. I'm going to pass on him, but if you remember him, what do you think? I'm going to pass. You're going to pass. Okay. James Leo Ryan, who played Rame. So Rame was the replaceable uh, assassin after Cole took out Malik. Uh, he got that surfer vibe thing going on. What do you think of Rame? Do you put him on your top 10 list? I actually do think he's really cute. Um, I would definitely put him pretty high on Tepid Man Meter. So. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I am going to pass on him as well, but he did look pretty good. He, you know who you reminded me of? Um, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm just getting the whole Billy Ray Cyrus look when I see him. But all right, then we have Malik, Joel West. Does Malik make your top 10 list this week? Mm, definitely not. I'm just not into that. Can't do it. Now, I just like kidding. To, oh, I was about to say, come on now. <laughs> he is definitely making my list. He goes right above Jacoby or Mason. Jacoby plays Mason. Gotcha. Okay. So that means he is your number three, meaning that Inspector Cortez is no longer on your list. Yep. Sorry, Cortez. Now, Daryl Morris is your number 10, and you have two episodes left. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um,. Yes, Malik is making my list. If y'all couldn't tell, I was feeling this dude the whole episode. Um, let's see. He is going to go... Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. He's going over Cole. <gasps> yeah, so he is my number three as well. Meaning that um, Nathan Lang from the Saving Private Leo episode is off my list. Wow. Uh, Inspector Cortez is my new number 10, and Glenn is still my number one. Sean, I think Shane is still your number one from the very first episode. Um, yum, yum, yum. All right. Well, that is going to do it for Hot Man Meter. We got a little bit of shakeup. You guys, we have two more episodes left. Keep this list updated. I'm going to ask for these uh, lists of your hot men. I'm going to put all of that together to make one charming hot man meter of season four. And uh, yes, I cannot wait to see everyone's list. All right, Sean, give us your MVP this week. All right. Um, for me, because of the outfits, because of the attitude, because of the bitchery and the witchery, I'm going with Phoebe. Yes, Phoebe. Phoebe is my MVP this week, too. She, I, I loved her, like, joking fake out when she was like, ooh, I'm going to kill you. I just, I don't know. Some about that just made me <laughs> laugh. It also seemed ad-lib, too. I don't know. I was just loving it. But she looked good in this. She gave every emotion. Um, I, she, Yeah, it was pretty good. Very believable when she had to kill her man. I knew she didn't want to do it, but she had to. Right. Yeah. All right, Sean. Well, that is going to do it for uh, episode 20. Next week on Charmed, 
Womb Raider. <laughs> Are we going to see Laura Croft like climbing through a vagina? <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely think this has to do with Phoebe's baby. And I think uh, with the death of Cole, this puts us in an awkward situation for her because... She's got this evil baby that the demons are seeing as this, like, messiah, but she's going to want to protect it and try to make sure the baby's good. So I think it's going to be a battle for the baby. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, we will find out in our next episode. But before we go, we have something to do. Sean, take it away. All right. Well, first off, real quick before I announce it, I just want to say a quick shout out to one of our Charmies for being my first ever customer on Magic Havoc. And that was Mulan Rai, also known as Ryan. Thank you for that, mister. Very cool. Um, Yeah, he's, you know, Sean's already setting it off. But yes, these (laughs) buttons are available on Etsy, I believe. Yeah, on Etsy and then just search Magic Havoc, all one word. All right. All right, let's figure out what witch you are, Rob, for Wheel of Witch. Yep, okay, yeah, so this is another four episodes. We are doing another segment of Witch Witch. I think you're going to like this one. All right. You got Wicked Witch. From Wizard of Oz? Yep. Okay. All right, and I am. <laughs> I am Winnie Sanderson. Winnie. Are mm-hmm. you sure we didn't do Winnie? Have you been erasing people as we use them? I have been. We did Sarah and we did um, Mary, but we haven't done Winnie yet. All right. All right. Green against green. Let's do this. All right. Let's see your category. <laughs> Who would you rather be quarantined with? <laughs> Give me a second. I'm trying to think of my argument okay. here. No problem. We both got crazy bitches to go off of. Okay, I can go first if you want me to. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Winnie is going to be a blast to be quarantined with. See, here's the thing. She's got a magical book that flies. So all we have to do is be like, book, go get me Taco Bell. Go get me McDonald's, bring it to me. Also, she's got fun powers. Like, we've seen her do the you there and, like, move something from one side of the room to the other. And how much fun it would be to play a part in her scheming, make potions with her. Time, time. ah. (laughs) I was having fun. (laughs) I know you were. Jesus. (laughs) Okay, ready, set, go. All right, if you're going to be quarantined with any witch out there, you want to be quarantined with the one with the gigantic-ass castle. This witch has the biggest house to be quarantined with, so there's that. You've also got minions up the wazoo. Her flying monkeys can basically do anything you ask them to do, and they will do all of the bidding. They will go out and get COVID and bring anything back that you need from them. Also... We have, oh, damn. Well, my shit was good anyway, so. All right. (laughs) There you have it. Those are the debates on who would be best quarantined with. 
Next week, we will announce who won the debate as we'll have another Charmy play our spotlight judge and we'll learn a little bit more about the judge themselves. So tune in for our next episode for that to happen. And if any of you guys want to be a judge on our future Rich Witch uh, debate game, uh, send us an email, send us a message on Twitter. We're at BWTH Podcast. And we're on Instagram, Brunch with the Hollowells, all one word. You can also email us at bwthpod at gmail.com. All right, Sean, so that's going to do it for our episode. I had a lot of fun with this, and we are coming close to the end of season four. So I am starting to get my quiz set up. And if everything works right, we're going to do something a little different with our quiz this season. So look out for that always trying to keep things um fresh so uh tune in for that and yeah that'll do it for our episode sean say goodbye to the charmies goodbye to the charmies